Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Uh, welcome back, and I think we have sorted out our technical problems. Uh, Terence, are you with us? Hi, Terence. Hi, can you hear me, Zara? I, I can indeed. I can indeed. Uh, thanks for thanks for getting on. Um, I probably none too elegantly just explained to the uh, listeners the, the decision taken at the end of the 2017 uh, elective conference to um, to push for expropriation without compensation, and it would be done by way of amending Section 25 of the Constitution. What something it really significantly significant last week that after f- sort of four years of this uh, process of to and fro public consultations some not not as good as they should have been and a lot of debates and a, cl- a clear desire by the ANC apparently to push it through it was going to do so largely with the assistance of the EFF because it needed a two-thirds majority to make a change like this to the constitution it didn't get that two-thirds majority, the, the change was not made. Terence, can you comment on that and the significance of not having that piece of legislation approved? Well, you've got to understand that the expropriation without compensation agenda rests on a number of pillars of which the constitutional amendment was but one. But it was an important one because this would be the, uh, this would remove a major protection in the sense that um, you would not be able to appeal to a constitutional principle, or at least that the, the scope of doing so would have been considerably smaller. Now, that doesn't mean that uh, that all property uh, property protections would would evaporate, but uh, it would give a lot. It would give give somewhat greater um, a latitude to the government to pass legislation, which would uh, not be vulnerable to a constitutional challenge. Yeah, you're quite correct that, that the assumption over this period was that the ANC and the EFF would do a deal and together they would have the requisite 66.6%. The, what, what appears to have been the sticking point is that the EFF wanted a provision in the legislation or in the, um, wanted to make it a, a constitutional principle that all land in South Africa would be, uh, would essentially be nationalized or um, as the nomenclature goes, uh, would have become, uh, would have been vested in the state as custodian. Now, there's an, inter- there's an interesting history behind that. It goes to a 2013 constitutional court judgment about mineral rights, where the constitutional court held um, on the basis of the facts before it, and was cautious not to say this, that this is a general principle, that when the state takes custodianship of, a, of an asset, in this case mineral rights, this does not amount to expropriation. Uh, previous holders lose their rights, but since the state doesn't technically gain those ownership rights, it is not expropriation and therefore no compensation is, is due. Now, that's a principle that has all sorts of very interesting possibilities for um, depriving people of their, um, of their assets, but not imposing a corresponding responsibility on, on the state. Can, can I just ask you, uh, just just on that question, hmm. essentially, do you end up with a situation where if the government expropriate, if, if the government takes land for, uh, as as custodian, mm-hmm. um, it's essentially sort of got the land under its control, but there's no ownership on either side. 
Yes, it's a it's 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 an odd situation. What uh, the way that this has been explained in um, in respect of water and mineral rights is that the state is 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 that the ownership vests in a nebulous thing called the people of South Africa with the state as the custodian. So the state sort of exercises most of the functions of ownership, but doesn't technically own it. So the right the 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 property rights, the um, ability to um, to hold and to use for collateral and whatever, essentially on some level evaporate. They they just no longer exist. But yes, um, to all intents and purposes, and I think certainly from the from the, from the point of view of uh, of existing or aspirant property owners or investors, what would have happened is that the, is, is that they would is, is that this would have been nationalised. If you want to, um, if you want to engage with some sort of, uh, with, with some sort of land right for development or housing or whatever, you're not going to talk to a private owner. You're going to talk to, um, you're going to talk, you have to talk to the government or you have to talk to a state official. Um, so yes, um, now the EFF wanted that as the principle across, across the entire country. We know that there is a great deal of sympathy in the, in the ANC for this. It has appeared in a number of, of official documents, the 2017 land audit, for instance. I think it did, there were four four recommendations, one of which was that uh, the state should take all land as, custo- um, as custodian, end of story. Um, there was a version of the um, uh, of the proposed constitutional amendment. They were very coy about what the wording was going to, was going to say until right near the end. But um, a senior official at the Department of Land Affairs told an audience in DeVos, which is, you know, hardly um, hardly a place where you would have expect this, expected this to go down well, that this was the goal, that uh, it would be to to uh, vest all land um, in, in the custodianship of the state along the lines of water or, um, uh, or, or mineral rights. So clearly this, clearly this was on the table. What the ANC did was, I, I think that they, that the two things happened. First of all, they had hoped that this issue would be, uh, would be out of, out of sight and, uh, the, the focus of public, uh, public interest would be on the question of expropriation without compensation. In other words, can the state come in and take property XYZ? Um, we at the Institute put a great deal of effort into highlighting the, the, the custodial issue and that became a major talking point. Now, the ANC, I think, knows that its constituency, um, whatever they may feel about uh, about land reform and um, about the advisability or otherwise of of taking taking land without compensation, they want to own what they get. Um, that's uh, and that 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 that's borne out by surveys. That um, I actually sat in at a meeting of the Mpumalanga legislature and um, this was coming up from from uh, ANC representatives uh, that you know we our people want to um, uh, want title deeds to their properties and whatever um, so I don't think that they were that, that that they that they could afford to go to go guns blazing on that um, on that issue but they did try to sort of split the difference and introduce a clause into the um, in, in, into the proposed amendment that would that would mandate the state to take certain land into in, into custodianship, that certain land is a kind of door that that would be as wide as you care to open it. Um, so, but the EFF, I think, fundamentally for political reasons, I think that it's positioned itself as a 
um, as a self-described radical organization, um, it wanted a particular political win. Mm. And um, the even though it would probably have been able to get, all, to get everything it wanted practically, it wanted it, it wanted the politics and the optics of this. So that that was why it refused to vote with the um, uh, to vote with the ANC. Mm. So. Yeah. So, so essentially, um, uh, because I, I think the EFF is really quite good at sticking to its guns um, and being prepared to take the loss. They, 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 they have a long view on these sorts of things. Um, yes. Generally. But I, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, the Justice Minister, Ronald Lamola, actually commented on sort of the, the, the people looking mm. to Personal private ownership of property, yeah. and not and not just uh, and not just you know it's, it's, uh, there, there seems to have been a, a, a real pushback against the idea that they would essentially I think we've described them as they would end up in a form of feudalist feudal serfdom uh, because essentially mm. they would be on government land and but would have no no real ability to 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 benefit from that as an as as an asset. Um, Am I correct then that without the EFF vote, the ANC could not, with all its members, could not reach the two-thirds well, majority, or could it have, or could it have met it unless people didn't appear or didn't vote? Look, um, uh, in, in, prim- in principle, they needed support from elsewhere. It was either going to, um, it was either going to be from the EFF or from the DA or from uh, possibly from some combination of smaller parties. But I think. Um, I think the, the realistic option for them was to get the, uh, was to get the EFF on board. And that seemed for a long time to be, to, to be more or less a done deal. Um, there were reports that we had when the, um, when the initial consultation process was underway where they were talking about whether there was a need to amend the constitution that, um, the ANC had made it very clear that this was going to happen irrespective of you know, any, um, any inputs that, uh, uh, that they received. And that, um, and there were, uh, there were recorded, uh, um, reports about the, about Julius Malema effectively commandeering the chairmanship of some meetings. And, uh, so there, there, seems to be a, a meeting of minds. I think what happened subsequently was that the optics and the politics of how this, of how this was going to go through, um, Proved uh, proved very difficult to manage. Um, the ANC, I think, for uh, for all of its public bluster, knew that this was uh, the particular custodian, uh, the custodial clauses, or possibilities were not going to be popular with its constituency, and I think they also understood that this was going to be very very damaging um, for uh, for anyone local or foreign looking to put money into South Africa. So that that acted as a certain break, you know. No matter how how ideologically obsessed uh, the ANC can be, that is from that, that that is at times tempered by the reality that it has to um, that it has to actually preside over a state. Now it doesn't always do that with much uh, enthusiasm or interest, but um, there um, uh, there there are times when it when it, when it has to compromise with reality. And you're quite correct. I thought that 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 uh, the, the justice minister's intervention was was very meaningful. Um, and I think I, I think I, I think that reflects a um, you know not not just a sort of uh, uh, untidy pragmatism, but 
a real a real split in the way that 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 uh, this this issue is seen. Um, it, it, it's often um, it's often forgotten that uh, during um, during the colonial and apartheid eras, um, freehold rights for 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 black Africans were few and far between. But in the few places where they were available, I'm thinking like the Edendale Valley outside Peter Maritzburg or um, Alexandra in Johannesburg, those became particular hotspots for resistance because what you had there were uh, were communities that, in a sense, had been able to play the um, uh, the incumbent government on its own terms, you know, with everything stacked against them, and it got, you know, some degree of of, of security and legal protection and recognition within it, and. Um, that was no small thing, and they were not in a um, in a hurry to 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 to, to surrender it. Hi FM, one hundred and one point nine megahertz of life. Terence, the comments you've made about the situation in Edendale and Alexandra were actually fascinating. Mm. What I want to do now, if, if if I may, is our problems are not solved by the fact that this. This amendment didn't go through. No. We are still at risk. Why are we still at risk? Why are we still at risk? Okay, because um, the, as far as the deprivation of property goes, uh, the constitutional amendment was not the be-all and end-all. Um, as I say, what this would have done is given a particular backstop to the program. It would have made certain appeals very difficult if not impossible. Um, but to change the constitution does not change the existing law. It's something that we often don't understand in South Africa. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, as a, as, as a person with a legal background, you must, you must remember the 1990s where, um, the constitution explicitly excluded, uh, uh hate speech or, ex- or incitement to, 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 to war, um, from the freedom of expression clause. We will say, well, hate speech is outlawed. No, it's not. It's simply not protected. You can't rely on the Constitution mm. to protect you to do that. Uh, what you need, um, what any constitutional clause needs basically is a, is a, is an ordinary law to, um, enable it to be, um, uh, uh, to be actualized. Now, this brings us to another leg of the EWC program, and that is, um, the expropriation bill. Now, this has been doing the rounds for a couple of years. South Africa's current expropriation legislation dates from the 1970s, and it needs to be it needs to be updated. There are certain provisions in the constitution that um, need to be included in in, in revised legislation. Uh, for instance, um, the question of expropriation in the public interest. So that, for instance, would refer to um, Expropriation for purposes of land reform, which, as I understand, is not entirely covered by the um, uh, by the by, by the current um, by the current legislation. Um, now, let me say that every uh, every country has some sort of expropriation uh, expropriation laws. If you, if you build a road or a dam or something, invariably there needs to be a mechanism for um, uh, for the uh, for the acquisition of property, even where there is. Um, uh, where there is resistance, um, and that's something that the that the incumbent government is very um, is very quick to point out. However, they're not being entirely truthful. The question is not whether we ha- w- w- uh, whether we uh, need provision for expropriation; it's the terms on which that needs to, uh, that, that needs to take place. 
Um, so it's not so much that, uh, that, that South Africa is preparing a new expropriation, um, a new expropriation law, but what that will say. Now we, we believe that this pushes us towards the, um, uh, towards EWC in a number of ways. First of all, the way, um, that expropriation is defined appears to mirror that 2013 AgriSA ruling that, uh, it's about expropriation is about acquisition and passing it on to a new owner. In other words, this I think would um, would open the way to taking things uh, on a custodial basis without paying for them. Now you could then uh, become very creative in the way um, uh, in the way this is applied, and you you know you could end up achieving achieving well if this is if this is your program achieving a great deal. Um, the other, uh, the other concern we have is that it seems to, uh, split the payment, uh, the payment of compensation where compensation is paid from the actual, um, act of, um, of, of, of expropriation. You can, uh, your, your, your readers are welcome to, to go and look at some of the stuff that, that I or, um, Anthea Jeffrey have written about this, uh, to, to get a more detailed, um, more detailed view, but basically, the way that it's said, the way that the process is described seems to be, um, uh, seems to be set up in such a way that yes, you know, you do have recourse, you can object, etc. but the, um, the state can, will take possession of, um, of what it wants on a date that it specifies, end of story. So you could find yourself in a position, in a position having been, having been lowballed on the, um, uh, on the price. Um, just having to accept that because you don't have the deep pockets to, um, to contest this, you know, in what may be a multi-year process, having already lost, um, having already lost the asset. Mm. And, you know, if, 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 if as part of the, um, uh, the purpose for which it was, um, it was expropriated, you know, your, your house or your farm or whatever has been paved over, um, mm. is, is there any real point? Mm. Um, and, you know, if, 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 um, you, if this was being done by, I don't know, the, the government of Singapore or Sweden, you know, maybe we could say, well, you know, we, we sort of trust, trust them to, to act prudently. Um, but until the Singaporeans or the, or the Swedes lend us their, lend us their, their civil services, we're stuck with the civil service we have, whose record has been less than salutary. Um, in fact, what, one of the issues I wanted to ask about was that when, they refer, when you refer to the state, mm. uh, the state includes the municipalities. Yeah. And uh, given the, pardon the pun, the state of the municipalities, um, untoward things could happen with regard to property ownership uh, at best. Yeah, no, it's 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 um, is concerning if, if if I could put it um, uh, uh, put it in very in, in very euphemistic terms. Um, yeah, you know we. Um, uh, a state that 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 struggles to um, to distribute, you know, to to, to get to get um, uh, utility bills correct, or that um, in my case, I mean, I'm now into, into three years of trying to get a death certificate. Mm. Mm. Um, I I really um, I really have my doubts as to how well this is going to this is going to turn out if um, uh, if it's in a position to to go after people's houses. 
Yeah, no, and, and uh, particularly as you've mentioned, the sort of uh, take first, pay later um, scenario exists that puts the original owner on the back foot, both financially mm. seeking recourse through the through the court. Um, I just wanted to ask finally, what the um, um, would the decision making around any dispute reside with the courts or reside with other other arm of government? Well, look, that's that's been one of the, uh, that was also a bit of a sticking point with the um, uh, with the constitutional amendment that the EFF wanted, and at the, at the ANC actually at one point as well wanted the courts explicitly to be excluded. Um, this was going to be an executive function. The constitutional amendment did not um, uh, did not uh, do so. Um, my understanding of the expropriation of the expropriation bill is that it does. Uh, give the right to appeal to a court. Uh, so mm. that hasn't been taken away. But, uh, as I say, the, you know, perhaps if you, uh, uh, perhaps if you Anton Rupert or someone who, um, you know, they come after his, uh, come after his wine farm, he can, you know, hire, hire the best in the business to, to, um, uh, to represent him. But, you know, Somebody losing uh, losing a primary residence, or you know, even let's say a, um, a secondary residence that they're, they're renting out, but you know, it's a big, big part of the income stream. You know, find it very, very difficult. I mean, it's, it's expensive to go to a court, mm. uh, no, partic- uh, particularly after your um, uh, of, after your asset has been um, uh, has been deprived. Of you, mm. um, it, it's of course. Good that 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 right exists, um, but it you know it will be um, it will be a tough it will be a tough one in practice. I mean, mm-hmm. the logical suggest, uh, suggestion is to say that the the expropriation only goes through when the um, when when there is some sort of finality sure. on the, on the compensation and the compensation is paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terence, um, somewhat truncated, but thank you very much. I think you've given us a really sound ide- idea behind where we've been and where we're going and that this is still up for grabs and mm. uh, that the expropriation bill uh, is open for comment currently and uh, we'll have to see which way we go on that one and how and we're going to ca- carry on fighting it as per our usual stance and thank you very much for being with us always a pleasure always a pleasure to speak to you to meet your wonderful listeners thank you hi fm your station of choice since 2008